Do I like myself here? That's a great question to ask. Do I like myself here? Do I like myself in this work? Do I like myself in this relationship? Do I like myself just where I just show up when I talk with people? Do I like myself in my own body? And sometimes, again, the balance is in the minutia. It can be in the micro moments. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prevo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome everybody to this episode of Balancing Work and Self and Relationships. Another way that people use it very commonly is the work-life balance. And isn't it so interesting that we have work come first in that sentence? So for me, I want to put relationship, self, and work balance. Yes. So this is a solo cast. And before I get on to talking about it, I would like to thank a few of my recent donors. I would like to thank Leon in Ohio and Georgia in New York and Serena in California. Thank you so much for donating to my podcast. It really feels good knowing that some of the things that I'm saying, some of the conversations I'm having with guests and that what they're saying is of benefit to some of you. And if you are inclined to support the podcast, at first I say, please share it. Send it out to people that you can think can benefit from this. And if you are inclined to donate by a financial donation, you can go to my website, prepo.com, click on the podcast page and the link to support the podcast. You can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. Thank you so much, everybody. And again, you can visit my website, sign up for my newsletters. You can find me on Instagram at prepotoplitsky. And also recently, this past week, I started tweeting. Yep, can you believe that? I started some tweeting. And I just tweet some just sentences, some sayings of good reminders. And so if you are on Twitter, you can check that out. At prepotoplitsky. And all those links are also in my show notes. And a little side note, some of you know that I like to sing a little bit on my podcast, a few verse. That was kind of a little dare that I had going with myself. Uh, would I dare to sing on my podcast? I had a lot of stuff around my voice growing up when I was singing and my wife loves my voice and she said, yes, sing on your podcast. So I sing a little verse here and there and I made a Prepo's podcast song list. There's links on my show notes. Some of the songs that I have sung on my podcast, I have a list of the original artists to the songs if you are interested. And I think everybody should sing. I think you should free your voice. Doesn't matter what you sound like. 
So that's a, such a good feeling of actually balancing some things in your life, which we are going to get on to that subject. Big one for people, right? How to balance, how to balance all these priorities that we have in our life of work, of relationships, of family, and our relationship with ourself. And when, when I'm talking about balance, I am not talking about like a 50-50 or anything even. I think, in my opinion, we got to wipe that out. I think a lot of our pressure and stress comes from thinking that we have to have everything even in our life in that way. It's not, especially if you look over the span of your life. I know for me, there were things that were out of balance at times, and I had to go way off the other side to balance it. Like I know when I was in corporate America, and it wasn't feeding my soul in my 20s and real early 30s, and I quit. I quit, and I ended up traveling around the world for almost a year. That's a hell of a switch to balance, <laughs> to put it in balance. And I'm not advocating that you do that, even though it was really adventurous and really cool. That's not for everybody. I would just like you to look at what areas of your life are you putting your time in? You know, balancing is, again, it's more like, um, as my, my daughter-in-law, Emma, actually, this is how the podcast came today. I asked her, I was talking to her through Zoom, videoing through Zoom, and I asked her, what kind of episode subject would you like to hear? And this is what she said. She said an episode on um, work-life balance and relationships, and I went, yes. And we were talking about it a little bit, and she gave me the analogy of like this balance is more like riding a bike, right? It's not like being on a scale of it being even or trying to tip that scale one way or the other. It's a fine gyration, man. Life is a gyration of balance. So I think it's good to look at our lives and see where we feel off. And of course, where we feel right on. So you got to let your emotions be an important factor of an evaluation. You know, because with paying attention to our emotions, we can increase our awareness of a current situation. We can examine it and we can see how the situation makes us feel. We got to ask ourselves some questions. Like, do I feel energized? Do I feel satisfied? Do I feel fulfilled? in these areas of my life, like we're talking about relationships, our relationship with ourself, our self-time and nurturing, and our work. Do I feel energized, fulfilled, satisfied? Or do I feel sad? Do I feel angry? Do I feel frustrated? Do I feel resentful? I think it's very important to understand the correlation that our emotions and our feelings are an indicator of our balance in areas of our life. Because the awareness of our emotional state is essential to determine the changes that we will want to make in our life, in our work, and our relationships. It is essential. And I just want to get to this with everybody is this can be a real challenge to hear, you know, around 
embracing and making choices that we're in control of aspects of our life, of where we put our attention, where we put our focus, where we put our energy, where we put our time. Because I hear over and over, and I used to have a mindset, and sometimes that slips in the mindset of, well, I can't do this because I have to work, or I can't do this because I have to do this. That is true on some level, but on a basic level, the have-tos are are choices. They are choices. We could make another choice, and maybe it could be detrimental in that change, but maybe it won't. Maybe it will shift some things to more alignment in ourselves. So I think first taking responsibility that we are choosing to do this. You know, where we put our time and we put our time and effort is our priority because that's what we're doing. That's what we're putting our time. I hear many people say, my priority is my family. My priority is my, my family. But they're not choosing their family in many ways. They're not choosing at times to be with their family because if it is a deep desire you can really make that happen. And I'm, and again, there could be ramifications of it, but it can embrace the part of you that knows that you are the manager of the, your life, that you are doing the focused decision-making to experience the things that you want in your life. When my son was born, I made a conscious decision that I did not want to work. A year before, I was at Esalen and met my wife, and I had some savings from the corporate world, and many people would think, and I'm not judging because I have some uh, reflections of making di different decisions in the past of what it would be like to not spend my savings during that time, because I did, and many people wouldn't do that. They wouldn't spend their savings. I stayed at home with my wife and my son for almost three years. I wanted to do that. I wanted that experience of being submerged in my life, in my family, in becoming a father, becoming a shared parent with my wife. That was my decision, our decision. And even though it was a real struggle to come out of it financially, I would not give that up. That experience was one of the deepest experiences, the most grateful and appreciative choices that I think that I've made in my life. I think that was something that I really needed to bring balance in my life to show myself and also other people in some way how important and priority my family was gonna to be to me. And to use that as a foundation and a thread to know that they are and I can make choices to be there in presence with them. Because I think that's the another part of finding that, that balance in the areas of our life. You know, we think that we may need to be focused all the time. Man, it is so hard to be focused all the time. It takes so much energy. And I know that we wanna practice and we know that we can get better at our lives and the things that we do by being focused. But I would like to just bring that perspective to more about presence. Presence and focus to me is different. Showing up, how do you wanna show up with the energy that you want to exude, that you want to share, how, what you want to receive, 
the presence of being there and not letting a lot of other things happen in our mind to distract us. Because a lot of times, as you know experience, and I know I have too, I think I'm at home. I think I'm with my family, but I'm not being present. And that's such the key. Because if most of us spend more time at work than we do in other relationships in our life, our relationship with our family, our partner, our friends, or ourself, if work takes over it more, then we really have to crank up the presence of ourselves, of being present in those relationships. So without feeling guilty, without feeling resentful, if you can ask yourself the question, how present am I with my family right now? How present was I with my partner yesterday or the day before? And then go over the opportunities that you might have missed for presence. Something that maybe your partner was telling you that you know that you weren't hearing at all, that you were hearing it halfway, or that you were kind of scrolling on your computer or your phone instead of being present. Yep, that's, that's one for me. I need to go over those pastimes. Or just choosing to do something else that we think is more important. I gotta do this task. I gotta get this over. Sure, I know that can relieve stress, but sometimes we're not so good at the prioritizing of that decision. Maybe I don't need to do that right now. Instead, I can be present with this in front of me. And it's usually our kids or it's usually our partner. And a lot of times also we forget, are we being present with ourselves? Are we listening to our emotions? Are we listening to our desires? Are we listening to those hidden feelings that we push aside and we don't want to address? Because if we address those, uh-oh, it's going to rock my world or rock the boat of my relationship. But I will tell you, if we're not aligned in those areas, if some of those things are coming up in questions for us to address, then we're not fully giving ourselves to our life. It is your life, your unique opportunity to feel yourself, to be who you are. Like nobody has come before you. You have all your unique history, your genetic makeup, everything is unique to you. Are you experiencing your life? And I know it's a cliche to hear, like, am I living my best life? Am I my best self? And I don't want to get caught up in all that pressure about that our best selves have to show up all the time. I would just say, have more of yourself show up. <laughs> have more of your presence. Have more of your awareness. Have more of your love and your heart and your compassion and your empathy. Just have more of you show up. And you know, one way to do that is to let go of perfectionism. Corey and I did a podcast, a few podcasts ago about perfectionism. That might be something that if you haven't listened to it would be good. Because pertaining to this around perfectionism, you know, as life gets more complicated, as we grow up, as we climb the ladder at work, and as our families grows, our responsibilities, they mushroom. And perfectionism becomes out of reach. And if that is a habit that's left unchecked, 
it can become very destructive. So I just think that we need to create practices and habits that help us keep our life in balance. Like one habit, here's a real simple one. It's a real basic one, but it's the foundation to so much. One habit that can create balance in our lives is our sleep. Yes. Come on, everybody, shake your head. Lack of sleep, man, does that affect us in many different, all of our relationships in life to work, to our own health, to our family, our memory lacks, our response lacks, we get moody and perhaps relationship stress when we don't have enough sleep. So that's one for me too. I got to watch that part of me that thinks I want to be in balance by when I have my downtime that maybe I just want to watch something, you know, watch a movie or a show or um, some sports highlights or to kind of read something like that. And I used to be, and yeah, I think my makeup is more of a night owl. I'm doing this podcast right now at 10.25 on a Sunday night. <laughs> I guess that's where my energy is. And that's a little bit of balance too, like to know where your energy is and when it is conducive to do something. So I like to do some things later at night. But I got to remember to get good sleep. I got to get at least eight hours of sleep. Today, today was a real good balance day. I got 11 hours of sleep. I haven't had 11 hours of sleep in, I can't remember how many years. Maybe I, I got a new eye mask, a new eye patch to sleep in. Maybe, maybe that helped. But I also stacked a hell of a lot of wood yesterday and I was tired. But it was a good balance day. I woke up and I did some stretching and I wrote in my journal. I just write for 10 minutes. That's all I do, just to get off thoughts and feelings. To me, it's, it's a wonderful way to start the day. I also sat and meditated for about 15 minutes, and then I made myself some food, and my wife was going to a dance, uh, a, a free dance with a circle of women. So I knew that I was gonna have some time alone uh, during the afternoon, that balance of time alone. And one of the parts of that was I talked to my daughter-in-law, Emma, like I said, on Zoom for an hour. And it was wonderful. She's helping with me with a project of an online workshop that's coming in a few months I'll tell everybody about. But it was so wonderful to connect with her. I love her so dearly. That fueled me to have that connection with this part of my family. I also left then the rest of the day to not have many tasks, because I need that. I need that kind of downtime to kind of also just feel, what do I want to do? Do I want to go outside for a little bit? Do I want to read something? What do I want to do? Leave a little bit of time for me to just choose. What does it feel like that I want to do? Later in the afternoon, I did a little workout. My wife came home, I made some dinner, and then I started thinking more about this podcast. And now I'm doing something, I guess you might say like, it's work-related, you know? <laughs> Am I balancing my work on a Sunday night? But 
what I've been doing, I told you before, balancing, I want to make this fun for me, right? I need to enjoy this. This podcast cannot be another obligation for me to do. So I love to come up and I like to put on my headphones, put on some music and dance a bit and sing to loosen up, to get the energy ready to do the podcast. So now I'm doing the podcast. I feel balanced. It was a good, good balance day for me. And it was a choice. I could have chose to do many other things. There's a lot of shit that needs to be done around my house <laughs> that I'm not doing. I could have finished stacking the wood. I could have done all kinds of things. But I also need to know like what is going to nourish me to also show up for the areas of my life. How do I show up for the people in my work? I need that energy. I need that sense of myself to come in. How can I show up into my relationship if I don't feel good and have space inside of me to also allow somebody in that's going to take space up in my life. And I know maybe a lot of things are going up in your mind about I can't do this or I can't do this. You got to be careful. You got to be really careful about setting that mindset of whatever you think about expands. You might not have the solution to what you need to do. Like if you feel you need to get out of your work because you don't like it at all and it's a drag, I'm not saying to just make the decision. I'm saying to think, all right, all right, I can't find a solution right now and I know a solution exists. So sometimes what we need to do is lift off, lift off of that energy of trying to figure something out and that's the balance. Maybe go for a walk, go for a walk in nature. That to me balances so much. And we can also practice being really present instead of ruminating and ruminating again about, mm, what am I going to do with these decisions in my life about work or whatever? Instead, take a freaking moment and look at the squirrel. Go playing with each other. Look at the shades and the colors of the leaves. Well, there's no leaves right now in the wintertime, but that's also really beautiful to really see how the branches in the forest is without leaves and to feel the freshness on our face and in our breath, that's being present. When we're being present like that, shit will come. It will come to us. We will recognize the signs and the awarenesses and we'll have energy to put towards those decisions. So one part of it that I think is also important is to see where in my life is there like these time stealers? Where Am I allowing my time to be stolen by my choice? Some of it might even be our, some of our relationships, some of our friendships, yes. Some of our friendships that we have are outdated. Maybe they served us for a time being, but they may no longer serve us. And we have to come to grips with this. Are we still being juiced, do we still get something from this relationship or is it an obligation? And every time we are with this person or talk to this person, it drains our energy. That is something that we have to make a decision because if we eliminate that and we let that go in our life, we're going to have now more room for the other priorities of our life. If we need to put more attention to ourself and nurturing, or to our relationships and our family, or maybe even work. So again, I'm gonna say that sentence that I love from my, my buddy Greg. 
Do I like myself here? That's a great question to ask. Do I like myself here? Do I like myself in this work? Do I like myself in this relationship? Do I like myself just where I just show up when I talk with people? Do I like myself in my own body? And sometimes, again, the balance is in the minutia. It can be in the micro moments. I know if I feel rushed and I'm not present, man, if I just sit down or just pause and just breathe for a few minutes, not even maybe a few minutes, even less than that, man, does the perspective of my experience and who I am change and I get more grounded, more into myself. I slow down. And that's a huge shift and also the balance of where I give the quality of myself and show up in those different areas. When I do that in between, uh, even interacting with my wife, I was just thinking of that before I came up to the podcast. I was just thinking, oh, let me just pause all this stuff that I have to do. And I looked over to her and she was reading in her chair and she asked me to bring a blanket to her. Well, first she asked me to turn off a few lights <laughs> to get a little cozier and then to bring a blanket to her chair. And at that moment, I knew I had a choice. I can go kiss her on her forehead. I can go kiss her on her lips. I could just look in her eyes and say something really sweet, or I could let that go and not do that. And I know some of you don't even think about doing it, but start thinking about doing it. Luckily, I did. I thought about it. I paused enough to think about it, and I did. And that brings some balance to our interactions. I'm, gonna, I'm up here doing this podcast. I've been up here singing and dancing a little bit and doing this for over an hour. I could be with her. But that transition of leaving her to coming up to me was a really good balance. It was very present. I feel good. I like myself in that experience. Because I don't feel good when I'm not thinking about that and doing that. And I feel out of balance when I'm not pausing and knowing that I can give more of myself, more of my presence in those different areas of my life. And I know that it's all different for people. There is no cookie cutter on this, right? For people who are single, it's so different, the balance. Maybe work is more in their focus or even maybe more play is in their focus as opposed to having the connection and responsibilities with family and, and partners and, and work. When I was in the corporate world and I was in my early 20s, my first job, we had to show up on Saturdays, like at least a half a day on Saturdays. And all the other guys, most of the guys were married and they were humming and hawing. They didn't want to show up. I didn't want to show up either. I wanted to sleep in. But I didn't have any other obligation. I was single. And man, I don't know if I could have done it if I was them. I think I would have had to rebel and say, I can't do this to only uh, not have two days uh, a weekend to myself and my family if I was a family person. So I know it's very challenging for people to be able to put up that boundary and say what you need. So it's very different. I know there's parents, there's people that have several kids and their whole focus is on the soccer games and the ballet and this 
after school things and the play dates and all kinds of things and nap time and this. And you don't get a lot of your balance to yourself and your partner. So again, that's where presence comes. When you do spend that small lot of time in the areas of your life that you feel is missing, to be present. Hopefully be more kind, be more appreciative. That's what appreciations could do. It help you really show up in more of a positive way than showing up very stressed, very angry, very frustrated. You know, one thing that I do that I think is a great transition and balance, and many of you might do this too, but I, I wear comfortable clothes to my work. I'm fortunate that I don't have to wear uncomfortable clothes because I used to. I was the suit and tie guy for years in the corporate world. Even though it was kind of cool in the beginning, man, I got tired of it. But I still, when I finish my day, I change into more of my relaxed clothes, of my home clothes. And now I'm home. I'm in the home mode because I got those home clothes on. And many people don't do that. Many people don't really change their clothes. Or there are some people that keep, you know, their shirt or clothes on from their work. And you're bringing that energy that's still in, 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 in that mode because you're feeling it inside your body in some way. Change your clothes. And of course, another thing that I want to do a whole nother podcast on, right, is about the electronics. Man, does that creep into our life? That really creeps in the challenge of balancing our life. Do we take phone calls or do we do emails after work or in between? Even people that are their own their own boss. They, I, I have clients that there's a lot of complaints in their relationship about that because it's like, hey, I have to take the phone call. You know, there's, I don't have a secretary. I am my own boss. And they're taking it in between a date <laughs> or obligations with their kids. And we know that we let that creep in. So we have to arrange and plan and be disciplined to not have that creep into all areas of our life. There has to be a balance of that. I think some years ago, I think it was France, they even made it illegal to have the boss um, contact their employees on the weekends and after hours. I believe that. People in France, let me know if that is true. And if it is true, man, that's a great law. So, you know, one thing that I deal with with couples is around, you know, the, the challenge of the balance of work and family. And when couples are complaining, one of them is complaining that the other one works too much or is not around, or they're too tired when they're showing up at home to be a partner, to be a parent. Sometimes there's interesting compatibility issues on that. I think if you find a right balance um, and it changes, but let's say one of you is, um, uh, you're, you're very, very wedded to the passion of your work and you're doing something that you love and that is very, very meaningful and takes a lot of your time. Compatibility-wise, it would be great if you had a partner that was also very comfortable with themselves, with spending time with themselves, and that nourished their alone time and grew with their different interests, with friends or hobbies or their own work. 
Because if you had a spouse that actually wasn't comfortable with that and wanted to spend way more time with you because they weren't comfortable in supporting you in that time and effort and the passion that you had, let's say, with your work, that's not going to be compatible. But the other thing, of course, is that you got to be careful if both of you are doing that outward and you're not spending focused time with each other. That's part of the balance. Some people, they want to spend a lot of time in their relationships. Other people, they don't need as much time spent together in their relationships. Find, if you find that compatibility, you found a sweet spot in your relationship. I think my wife and I, we did a podcast on time together and time apart. That would be a good one also to listen to about this balance that I'm talking about. So again, sometimes people have a hard time really evaluating their relationship, let's say with work, if it's good. Or if you have a positive, if work has a positive influence on, on your life, then it can look like this. Like you, you have colleagues that are, uh, committed to doing quality work with you that you get along with, that you have a sense of purpose in the work that you do, that you have reasonable hours, that you feel good about that, um, that you maybe are able to use all your, your talents or your natural abilities, that you're also able to maybe disconnect from work and engage in other aspects of your life. That's a positive gauge of a good relationship with your work. And maybe having that when work has a negative influence on your life, you can look at things and ask questions of, um, do you feel disconnected with your colleagues? Are you there only for the money? Um, does your boss treat you like shit? Or do you not like the people that you're working with? Does your work bleed into all hours of the day and night? Um, do you feel like a fraud or that you're not capable of doing your work or that's boring or even way too hard for you? You know, everybody knows that those would be negative influences and we have to evaluate it. So what are some of the steps if we feel that some of that is out of balance? And I just think the first big step is to understand and know at a profoundly deep level that your life matters, that all aspects of your life truly matters. Your health, your partner, your kids, your alone time, your leisure time, traveling if you want, it all matters because like that's the juice of your life. That's the juice of life. And you have to know that because the last thing that you want to do is to get to the end of your life and wish that you had realized that this sooner. You have to convince yourself that your life matters. Because we all know, and research shows, that we end up regretting more of the things that we didn't do, that we didn't experience. And the single biggest life regret is being an action not taking that would have helped you realize your ideal self. I'm going to say that again. 
I think the single biggest life regret is being an action not taken that would have helped you realize your ideal self. So I think you need to ask the question, if I continue to not look at these areas of my life, if I neglect these other areas of my life, where will I end up? What's my predictable path? If you don't spend time with your spouse and give your attention, your predictable path will probably be towards separation and divorce. If you're not spending quality time with your kids, the predictable path, (laughs) I have a hard time saying that word, predictable, will probably be not having a good relationship with them. And as they grow older, you're not connected as much and heartfelt. So I would ask that question, is this path bringing me closer to my ideal self? And then you got to just listen and get some honest answers. And that takes some self-discovery and self-time, which is part of the balance. You need to spend that time with yourself to feel yourself to ask those questions. So I know that this can create a little bit of stress of having to reevaluate and ask those honest questions and to be able to move towards decisions to be more of your ideal self. I know that that can bring some challenges and some stress, but on the end of moving through it and experiencing it, it is exhilarating. And if we all did it, if we were all focused on it, it wouldn't be all these separate selfish things that we're pursuing. We would all be realizing our true strength and power and showing up in the world like that, exchanging that juice with everybody else. And it would be a beautiful puzzle. All of these pieces of the puzzle that were out there trying to shape ourselves, if we just become ourselves, that will be a beautiful, beautiful experience for the world. So, as Bob Marley says, don't worry about a thing, cause every little thing is gonna be alright. Singing, don't worry about a thing, cause every little thing is gonna be alright. Yeah, rise up this morning. Smile with the rising sun. Three little birds picked by my doorstep singing sweet songs of melodies pure and true. Saying this message is to you. Yeah, singing don't worry about a thing. Come on, everybody. Cause every little thing It's gonna be alright Singing don't worry About a thing Cause every little thing Is gonna be alright Yeah Singing don't worry About a thing Cause every little thing Is gonna be alright Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. 
For more about licensed counselor Prebo Tablitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Thank you.